Welcome to the Singers Unlimited podcast, a production of WBGO Studios. I'm Michael Bourne. We're going to be listening back on these shows through the WBGO archives. Some great interviews, some great performances from across the years of Singers Unlimited. Don't mind the raindrops, wait till the rain stops. You'll find the sun laughing at life. No road is lonely if you will only smile through the tears laughing at life. Laughing at life. Duchess is indeed doing that. Amy Servini and... uh, Melissa Stiliano and Hillary Gardner together as Duchess. And the one disadvantage of radio is they can't see the bright red lipstick that you're all wearing on the cover. Now, is that real lipstick or is that like photoshopped or something? Oh, that's the real deal. It's real lipstick. And if you look very closely, you might see a little bit of red lipstick on my tooth, which I think oh. we, we didn't <laughs> see and we didn't ah. Photoshop it out. So yeah, that proves that we don't Photoshop because right. we laughing have taken care of that. <laughs> laughing at myself. Yeah. It's called Laughing at Life, and they are all three laughing on the cover. And after you've heard this record, you do feel as if you have three lipstick kisses on your cheeks because <laughs> they're always fun and, and, and having a good time. How did Duchess happen, Amy? You know it's my fault. Um, Duchess was an accident, sort of. I uh, play monthly at the 55 bar and get bored of doing the same thing. Plus, you know, people are busy and I can't always get the same band and so I'm doing something new anyway, so I might as well really do something new. And my husband, our producer, arranger, the Charlie to our angels, Mr. Oded Levery, said, why don't you just do some, you know, stock arrangements with Melissa and Hillary, you do some Andrew sisters and whatever else you can find. And so they said yes. And we had a couple rehearsals and played our first gig in November of 2013. Mm-hmm. And we had eight tunes and we played them twice. And uh, it went really well. We had a great time. The place was packed. We have pictures, actually, proof that the place was packed and people loved it. And uh, we just decided we had, to, we had to do that again and again and again. And here we are. You brought some songs in and you brought a band in. Who's playing Woo! in the band? Yay! We have uh, Michael Cabe at the piano, Matt Aronoff on the bass, and Jared Schoenig is with us on drums today. And one of the highlights on the album is they do uh, Here's to the Losers and Here's Duchess. Who love not wisely, no, not wisely, but too well To the girl who sighs with envy When she hears that wedding bell To the guy who'd throw a party If he knew someone to call Here's to the losers, bless them all Amy Cervini and Melissa Stiliano and Hilary Gardner Singers Unlimited, indeed. One of the great things about singing voices together, usually you can hear, and I think it's true of you also, but usually you can hear the individual brushstrokes that come together into the painting. But with you three, I really hear one extraordinary note when your three voices come mm-hmm. together, which is way beyond harmony. It's, it's, it, it, there's a connection there. 
you listen to the Manhattan Transfer, you can hear Tim and you can hear Janice, but you, and then there's the sound of the group. But with you all, the sound of the group is really exponentially the three of you as one, which is phenomenal, I think. Thanks. I, mean, no, <laughs> I agree. I mean, no, I, you were you were harmonizing together on whole phrases, which is, I think, a hallmark of what you all do. So that, Melissa, you continue the story of how Duchess came together. Well, I mean, we did that first gig, and it was so much fun, and uh, loved some of the charts that we did, and others we were less, you know, enthusiastic about. And Oded stepped in yet again, came up with the idea, and then brought to us um, these custom-made arrangements. And the minute we started singing those, was I think a really was where things we were like, okay, this really has legs. You know, it's it's six, six to be precise, six fantastic legs. Um, and he, you know, even even in that, you know, those very first charts, he had a real concept for how we would sound together as a group because he knew us as individuals. He actually he produced two of my records. And uh, of course, he knows Amy's voice intimately um, and, and Hillary as well. Um, and as you know, we've been around like three and a bit years just three and a bit years, and, and really, it's um, he's refined to such a great degree the way he writes for us and uh, continually surprises us. So we we started out kind of not knowing who was going to be on top um, in terms of the the voicing, and um, and actually now we still don't know what, what we're going to get when we get the chart because he, he he really um, has us weaving around. It's not not so much you know me on the second soprano part or anything, but it's it's a real a real um, idea for the sound that he has knowing how we sound in our different registers. Melissa, you were on with me before I ever heard or heard of Duchess. You came on with one of, one of your albums, but you said something that always fascinates me too. I mean, Odette is actually arranging all these voices, not just the band or the groove of what song you're going to do. Right. The voices, actually. Okay, that's mm -hmm. fascinating because I always am amazed where is the center? I mean, where is the voice mm -hmm. that the other two harmonize into and and now it's it's changing so much we don't even know and the fact is he writes so well that each of us even if we don't have the melody part feels like we have the melody mm -hmm. of the song because you know, I think it's just a hallmark of excellent writing not just for voices but you know that that each each line that you write feels like a, a beautiful lyrical line and he can he really can do that he can really kind of mess with us for each someone asks us who's got the melody and all of our hands go up. <laughs> I was teasing you all, but actually quite serious, is that you need to record Duchess Sings Duke. And you, uh, you have recorded at least one uh, Duke Ellington song on this new album with uh, Wycliffe Gordon. Yes. We, uh, we met Wycliffe um, when we were sitting in with Vince Giordano, um, and we fell in love, all of us, the four of us, immediately. And uh, so we asked him to come in, and he not only came in, he also said... Could I please do an arrangement for you guys? So this is um, Wycliffe's arrangement for us. On the Creole Love Call. A suitcase opened on the floor In room 1184 Your picture lying by the floor just then, that was Where Would You Be Without Me? It's from the roar of the grease paint, the smell of the crowd. Great musical. I always love that musical. It's a surreal variation in a musical. Creole love call. That's Wycliffe Gordon on the trombone. And the trombone is really a, 
an instrument that's very much in the range of the human voice, I mm-hmm. always think. And, uh, yeah. So he was the fourth. He was. Well, and he, he very much is on that recording. He's, he's doing some great singing and trading with Amy as well. So brass players are often my favorite singers because there really is, is no separation. I mean, their instrument is, is truly an extension of the voice, and, and Wycliffe is the absolute embodiment of that, I think. So when you're going to be doing a Creole Love Call, did you go back and listen to Adelaide Hall and the, you know, the originals? Well, I, I didn't. You're nodding, Melissa. <laughs> I, I didn't do that. I, I think there's something to be said for just starting, starting fresh and not being, too, uh, not being overly informed by anyone else's version when you're about to go into the recording studio. It's, it's interesting. Like what, what happens when we really come at something, when any, any musician comes at something just from, you know, from the page or, or you know, without having a, a really strong preconceived idea of it, then you really have your own signature. <laughs> so Hillary Gardner, how do you know these two? And, and then how did you come into it? Who asked you? <laughs> Who asked you in here? Who asked <laughs> me? Um, well, I have known Amy for a long time, shortly after I moved to New York City, which was almost 14 years ago wow. when I was just out of junior high school. So it's really, <laughs> it's really been a long time. Um, I met Amy and she and I sang in a vocal jazz quartet that was two guys and two girls. So we were in that group together and that's when she and I started singing together and we, we realized that we have a f- sort of freaky unison vocal blend, even though in speaking and in singing, our voices really are nothing alike, nothing. but when you put them together, they really work. So we developed that musical relationship in that group. And then um, when when Amy con- conceived of, or when Oded conceived of the idea of Duchess and put Amy in charge of assembling the group, I got to know Melissa um, more one-on-one. I was certainly aware of her singing and had heard her perform and was acquainted with her, but, but we all... Yeah, I don't know how I got invited. I'm just glad I did. <laughs> I was hearing or, or seeing the name of Hillary Gardner for a long time in all sorts of gigs, like with George G. and then some. But we actually met at a bar. That's a whole other story. That's a whole other show, <laughs> I feel like, yeah. Duchess is indeed with me, and you each get to, get to sing something solo, same as you were singing on the, on the last album, same on here laughing at uh, life. And I have to observe that the first time I heard and where I met Amy was at Mohunk because Matt Wilson put together a show for kids for me. And you were the singer, and you were wonderful playing with all these kids. And then I went to see you performing with Duchess, and you were one of the naughtiest singers I have ever seen on a stage. So you went from being mom. <laughs> That's your new press be, quote. One of the press. naughtiest singers I've ever seen, Michael Vorn. That's, right. That's going on your website, Amy. I like it. Yeah, yeah. So, well, trust me, they're all... Naughty. <laughs> the band I, is clapping, I, so you know. <laughs> I, I, I swear this is absolutely true. I was reading a Q and A with the three of them in Downbeat, and Hillary in the in the Q in the Q and A said oh, no. said, "Oh, you know what's coming," <laughs> and and said, uh, and then and then Melissa pulled a kazoo out of her bra, and I swear to you, I stopped reading, and in my voice, my voice in my head said, "Mohunk." <laughs> and, and there you were last year. So, so, but, but meanwhile, here's, here's, here's Amy. In that spirit, give me the ooh-la-la, right? Ooh-la-la, ooh. yes. Cole Porter. Say you're fond of fancy things. Diamond clips and emerald rings. If you want your man to come through, give him the ooh-la-la. 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 
without me Look at your life It has no magic It's tragic to see How could you cope without my kisses And my tender embrace Just then, that was Where Would You Be Without Me? It's from the roar of the grease paint, the smell of the crowd. Great musical. I always love that musical. It's a surreal variation and a musical variation, something like Waiting for Gatto. But anyway, (laughs) and that's Melissa Stiliano singing solo. And before that, give me the, or give him the, you can give it to me if you want. The (laughs) ooh la la. That's uh, Amy Servini. And Hilary Gardner becomes the third, is the third of Duchess. Do you do any sad songs? I, poignant. We do. we do some poignant. Poignant, I like mm-hmm. yeah. I never hear that word anymore. <laughs> well, well, let's hear a poignant song because We'll Meet Again is totally poignant. That's what that yeah. song is about. Isn't it the song that ends Dr. Strangelove? Yeah. Is the whole oh, world blowing up? If you up? say so. Okay. <laughs> but here it's, here, here it's, uh, it's uh, Amy and Melissa and Hillary Gardner as Duchess. We'll meet again. Don't know where, don't know where, but I know we'll meet again some sunny day. Keep smiling through just like you always do till the blue sky. Drive the dark clouds far away. Very sweet. I feel just like Slim Pickens riding the A-bomb down. <laughs> Yahoo! <laughs> Indeed. Duchess, thanks to Michael Caver on the piano and um, Matt Aronoff on the bass and Jared Scherning on the drums. They're with Duchess today. Amy and uh, Hillary and uh, Melissa. And... Uh, you're here. <laughs> so I, I promised you at the beginning, I wanted to challenge you to oh. whip something out spontaneously and harmonize. I want to hear what you can do. So last time I did this with three singers, it was Honeysuckle Roses. That's the song you must all know, probably. Yeah? Sure. I, I tend to just watch their lips for the words, and I sing a lot of vowel sounds. We'll be just fine. I'm not as, yeah. Do you know the, uh-huh. the lyrics? Uh-huh. Oh, good. Melissa's going to sing melody. That solves some problems. Well, they see you out with me. I don't blame goodness knows. Honeysuckle knows. Oops, rose. Not honeysuckle my nose. That's Those are the dirty lyrics. Some of, some of the, you must know some pretty awesome alternate titles, Michael. Only you, sweetheart. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> we'll do the acapella, right? Yeah, we'll do acapella. Yeah, we'll do acapella. Yeah, we'll do do I leave it like that? Sure. One, two, a one, two, three. Every honeybee fills with jealousy when they see you out with me. I don't blame them, goodness knows. Honeysuckle rose. <laughs> Just, uh, tell us, tell us, because people don't remember, there's not even one Boswell Singers record in the WBGO library. I'm going to get one from you to play. But tell us before we play, crazy people. All about this. What was they were extraordinary, and it's hard to do what they did, but you all do what they did. Well, we give it a try. That's for sure. <laughs> we do They're sort of our version our, of our, our impression thing. of yeah. 
And, and we definitely um, were greatly inspired by them and used them as kind of a, a jumping off point. Um, but in terms of doing what they do, it's it's quite, quite difficult. Um, they were three actual sisters and were most famous. <laughs> three. three. <laughs> so they have four fingers. Yes. My math is fantastic. It's a good thing I have a child I'm going to teach lots of things to. Um Three sisters, and they were based in New Orleans and were most popular in the late 20s and early 30s um, and were, were revered and were all musicians in their own right. They each played a different instrument, um, and um, they just they could really sound like one voice and had this fantastic thing that they did with tempos and uh, changing tempos and um, you know, changing the harmonic information that was happening and inserting little bits of other songs into their arrangements. I don't think any of it was written down. I I'm think sure it was not. all just, yeah. you know, absorbed. I'm sure they worked really hard on it. And then, not to mention, one of the things they're most famous for, the double dog Latin sections of many of their songs, where they do this group scatting thing, this improvising thing, but it's the syllables are, are not, you know, dooby dooby doo, but, uh, but rather something akin to pig Latin. And it's, um, it's, it, there is a formula, and you can, you know, you can actually work really hard and, and, have a conversation with someone in double dog. It was like a secret so language from when they were kids. So like to say, yes, sir, they would say, yes, sigilder. So you would insert eagle somewhere in it. And yeah, and add the D. Yeah, right. Add the D. So it, it was a whole, but it was a secret language that they sort of, they spoke, you know, amongst themselves while they were growing up. And then they incorporated it into their music making. So it's like Snoop Dogg. It's, it, they, they were a very big influence on the rap coming out of Compton in the 90s. It was a thing. For real, when we're speaking influence, there was no singer who inspired Ella Fitzgerald more than Connie Boswell. That's right. Mm-hmm. And That's she right. talked about it again. You'd see her when I was a kid growing up. She'd be on these shows, and she was just working solo, and she always sat on a stool because she had had polio, I think. Or something. I've heard different things. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. I heard she, maybe she'd she, been hit by a car. Like, what? I'd heard but different things. But she couldn't things, get around, yeah. so she sat, and she always wore a sweater, mm. a nice button-up sweater. She looked like <laughs> your school teacher. Wow. Yeah. And then she sang quite beautifully. Yeah. So let's listen to them. Here's the Boswell sister. Crazy people, crazy people, crazy people like me, go crazy old people like you. People like me go crazy over things you do. When we are underneath the moon, the moon above, you've got me acting just like a loony. It must be love, we love crazy people, crazy people, crazy people like me go crazy over people like you. Name all three of the Boswell sisters besides Connie's. The other is Vet, Vet Boswell, and Martha Boswell. And Vet was the youngest, I believe. They sing these songs, that is, uh, they being uh, Melissa Stigliano and uh, Hilary Gardner and Amy Servino, and you really whip out one of the songs that, um, that they did. Uh, one of their most famous, one of the most famous Boswells. Is it, does, this has the double Dutch or whatever you call it in there. <laughs> It did. It did. <laughs> it did have uh, the the tune you're referring to is "Everybody Loves My Baby." It's definitely kind of a signature Boswell sisters song because it incorporates all of those elements that Melissa was talking about. They have some crazy tempo changes. They incorporate the double dog Latin, and they sort of insert this this excerpt of "Yes, sir, that's my baby" with their double dog Latin into the middle of "Everybody Loves My Baby." It's a really yeah. madcap, freewheeling, great arrangement. Um, when we decided to do the tune, we we explored the idea of. of 
copying the double dog Latin and doing exactly what they did. And what we found was that it just didn't, it wasn't something that we decided to do because it, it belongs to them. They got there first. It was their childhood secret language. I mean, to, to try to cop that is sort of, I don't know, it felt like taking somebody's, you know, family photo album and putting it in your own. It's not, it wasn't right. So we wrote some, some of our, our own lyrics that talk about our, the debt that we owe to the Boswell sisters and how we are trying to forge our own path in their tradition. So that's that's what you'll hear instead of the double dog Latin. You'll hear the Duchess throw down. <laughs> Forge away. <laughs> I'm as happy as a king, feeling good and everything. Just like a bird in the spring. God let it out. It's my sweetie, can't you guess? Wild about him, I'll confess. Does he love me? That's why I shout. Everybody loves my baby. My baby don't love nobody but me, nobody but me. Now, everybody wants my baby. My baby don't want nobody but me. Singers Unlimited is produced for podcasts by Billy Robinson for WBGO Studios. Recordings engineered by Corey Goldberg. I'm Michael Bourne. Subscribe to the Singers Unlimited podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Find out more at WBGO.org. This has been a WBGO Studios production. To learn more about WBGO Studios award-winning podcasts, special concerts, live streams, and more, visit WBGO.org slash studios.